Nobody wants to believe their kid gonna work at Harris Teeter, bro. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Welcome, man. We back. How you doing, brother? Good, man. Episode what? 32, dog. Uh, we don't introduce ourselves no more. Do we have to? I'm James. I'm Life. And that's our introduction. Yep, tune the fork, baby. We don't need a lot of intros. Like, motherfuckers be like, them and some too thorough uh, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess the names would help. Okay, they just say thorough one and thorough two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T1 and T2. Right. Spell it all crazy. Yeah. T-H-U-R. <laughs> thorough. Thorough. Thur. T-H-U-R-R-O-W. <laughs> just T-H-U-R-L. Thorough. <laughs> thorough. <laughs> That's funny. Make it an L. <laughs> How you been feeling, dog? Good, man. Good, man. We good? I can't complain, dog. I can't. We still here, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm up. I'm at it this morning. We had a 15 minute conversation. For sure. Just before we started filming and figured. Fuck it. Let's just add the shit in. Why not, man? Figure out what's what. Why not, man? So, life and I have both been, I'm saying it like I'm talking to another motherfucker. Right. So, we've both (laughs) (laughs) been through divorce, right? Yeah. I remember going through the divorce and when people would ask me how I was doing, the only, the best way for me to describe it was like actually going through a death. Right. And like a mourning. Yeah. So even like signing the paperwork and splitting up assets and choosing what's going to be what and the language of everything, it just all felt like, um, something was dying and that there needed to be a mourning period. Yep. Yeah. And there's someone close in my life who's going through um, that process now and they are actually in the early stages mm. and um, watching them process and watching them sort of come to terms with the finality of all of it um, triggered me to want to kind of have a conversation about death. Yeah. Mainly in um, uh, a metaphorical sense. Right. And how. Um, moving from like these expectations and attachments to identities and and labels and titles and all of these things that we hold on really strongly to letting those things go so that we can actually you know kind of move to these other uh, positions in life to do different better things, whatever they may be. And they're necessary sometimes. Extremely, man. And so when we were talking about that and having that conversation, then it kind of dovetailed on to, because when I think of death in a metaphorical sense, I think of a release of expectation. Because one of the things that I feel I was really attached to in the marriage was the concept of this, of being committed in whatever way I felt commitment was to like this entity and to this process Mm -hmm. that no longer existed. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of figure out what that new thing, what what the new thing, what the new identity, what the new attachment, what the new whatever was. Is that for you or for just, just for you? At the time it was for me. Okay. And so, um, we kind of dovetailed into 
children and raising kids and how we need to let go of certain attachments and ideas of how we raise the kids and how we, you know, um, manage their development and putting them in positions to be self-sustaining. Preparing them and all that. Yeah, all of that, being being grown. And so... um, And that's part of it too, man, because, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of spiritual texts talk about the death of like how you have to starve your ego and and how you you know you gotta move from being you know when you were a child you did childlike things and then you move into being an adult and what that transition looks like and what all those transitions look like like a lot of these are transitions one thing ends that dies and then there's another thing that that begins and in between that, the death of that thing and the beginning of the other thing, uh, there's a there's a mourning in there, and there's 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 shit you got to deal with in those pieces. And what are you, so? And that goes for the kids too. Like when a kid gets to a point where he has to not be a kid anymore. Yeah. Like, what does that look like for them? Because I can't even remember what it looked like for me. Because I always I felt either. like, I think we grew up in a different time, man, where shit moved a little different. So we were, you know, thrust into these positions earlier, uh, and there was no real transition. It was always kind of lingering about. How do you feel you manage death in that way? You know what, man, this is a, it's a recent thing for me, man, because even in, you know, managing death of loved ones and and family, just in a more literal sense, and how that, those relationships ended and they end abruptly, and then how do you move now that that's not there anymore? You know what I'm saying? You have to trans. You have to make a transition. You have to make a change. So in the metaphorical sense, it's sort of the same thing. Like once you decide to move on from something, what does that look like? I mean, even moving on, does that, you know, are you cleaning out the shit that you need to clean out in order for you to move on? Or are you just surfacely kind of making these different decisions? Or are you really taking a real step back and analyze what the fuck is really going on with you, right? So then once you move forward, you move forward not looking back, you move forward not thinking about what it was because there ain't shit you can do about it. So how do you? Oh, okay, okay, good good question. So for me, man, I, I try to, I've always tried to at least take a look at um. to try to change, like, not just perspectives and outlooks and all that shit and understanding and resting in what, what has happened and be okay with it, right? And, and not be okay with, but what the fuck word am I looking for? Uh, like, resign to whatever it is in the current space and not try to be regretful of what it was or whatever, but also try to add a physical thing to how I'm moving forward, right? So, mm. you know, you say, okay, it is what it is. I need to, I can't change it, so I need to move forward. For me, I say, well, let me get a new plant. And that, me taking care of that plant is a symbol of how I'm moving forward, right? Me watering that plant, me pruning that plant, me taking care of it is a symbol in my mind of me is a physical symbol of the the mental of me moving forward. So you, as you're moving forward in your mind, you get something physical yes. that you use to symbolize the transition. And remind me that I'm moving forward. Like, you know, it, like plants are good for me, man. This is a recent thing. I, again, 
by no means am I saying that I got this shit figured out, that I've been doing this shit for 30 years, because I haven't. This is a recent uh, thing. Plants for me, man, you have to take care of them in the moment. You can't, like, automate it. You can't, you know, you can't resign it to someone else. They don't take care of themselves. You have to physically, every other day, every whatever, water them. You have to, to take the plant. You got to repot them. There's things that you physically have to do. Mm-hmm. And that is a physical, and as you watch them grow, it's a symbol of you growing in whatever direction that you're moving forward. So as you take care of it, you sort of are, it's a symbol of taking care of yourself as you start to move forward and grow, for me. So as the thing, so as the other thing in your life dies, you actually see this other thing in your life grow. And living, yes. And I've done that, you know, with my mom, I've done that with my dad, I've done that with everything that I think that I struggle with, right? And not, so instead of me doing the destructive behavior, I have this symbol of something that's living that I can then move forward with. That's dope, dog. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And again, dog, I stumbled, again, I stumbled on that shit. My mom, my mom passed, she had a plant in her house. And I was like, I I was no plant, dude. I ain't know how to grow, you know what I'm saying? I was like, let me take it, because I didn't want to leave it. You know what I'm saying? Or throw it away. It just seemed not right. So I took it, and as I started to take care of it, it started to give me like, damn, I see this thing growing, and I'm still like trying to move forward from that, you know what I'm saying, that death. But I seeing this growing helped me to, to take care of it, to see it, this living thing still around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How about you? It used to be a struggle in the beginning when I would manage like letting go has always been a very difficult thing for me to do. Yeah. Even letting go of things that were unhealthy. Yeah. And yeah. so I would just hold on to shit for as long as the situation would allow. Because even the most destructive shit felt comforting. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And so now I've gotten so much better at just um, understanding that death in all of its forms yeah. are just a part of living. That's right. And that in order to, and, and that's what I like about what you said with the plant. Yeah. Because dying is living. Yep. And there's so many parts and, and, and death might and I'm using the word death, but I'm what I'm really saying is a release of expectation. Yeah. And change. And and, and positioning myself for for something else. Yeah. Um yeah. a transition. Because even with my dad, in his physical death, it's weird, but I don't, I also see that as a release of expectation. For you? Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, okay. there really is nobody else. Okay, I thought you meant for him. Okay. No, 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 for okay. me. Like, okay. because I feel like I still have a relationship with my father, bro. For sure. I just feel like it's changed That's right. into something else. That's right. The way we communicate ain't the way we used to communicate when he was alive. Yep. I could text the nigga. Yeah. I could call the nigga. Yeah. Now, I connect yeah. with him in a different way. That's right. And That's right. can't nobody on the planet yeah. tell me that that way that I connect with him yeah. is not real. That's right. And it's not That's valid. Right. That's right. It's That's just right. shifted. And connected. Which means d- it's both ways. D- it's, it's a, it's a right. Exchange. Yeah. Right. So right. it's right. it's a communication. Yes. Yes. And so the death that I felt was really just me letting go of the expectation that we would only be primarily communicating and connecting in this specific way. That's right. And so that has shifted into a new way yeah. of yeah. connecting and communicating. Yep. And so it's the same with like these parts of myself that I need to let go of. Yeah. And these ideas that I have yeah. 
about certain things yeah. that I hold on tightly to. Yeah. Um, but I am getting better at letting go when I know that they need to die. Right. Because understanding what that dynamic is actually help new seeds blossom, new flowers of ideas and thoughts and understandings because I can't walk around with the same expectations, especially when perspective changes, bro. Yeah. And yeah, this has yeah. Yeah. and this and this kind of applies to the kid thing, man. Like right. you've got this you. We parents in general, I feel, have this strong connection mm. to this other life. Yeah. And yes, unlike anything else, dog. And I don't know what that's like. You know, and yeah, I and, and I feel, feel I feel bad, not bad, but you feel it though. I I I, I do, and and so what what because here's something I used to always hear with my godson, even with his mom. Oh, wait till you have your own kid, or wait till you have wait till you have your own. Yeah, and I would be like, well, what do you mean? Like, how do you how does that parent know what my love and connection is? for that child. They don't. And so in the same way that I don't know what theirs is. Right. But I do know that I don't have that kind of connection. But dog, it's not, it's, it's deeper than just a biological connection. Cause it's, uh, we all know it's some people with kids who have zero connection and don't give a fuck about them. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So it's more than just a biological connection. There is a, when you, when you see a person grow and develop and you're a part of that and they become like when they, when you see them do things that you taught them, they become a part of you. Yeah. Right. When you instill in them certain things, I don't give a fuck where they came from. They become a part of you. So it's some people who adopt kids who have the same feeling for them and they're not biologically quote unquote connected. But I'm leaving. So that's not. It's, it's, it's what you, is the connection that you have. And again, for me, when you look at them and you see shit that you teach them and you see it in them and you see mannerisms that you have that are in them, not from bio biology, there's that too, but just from them being around you and you teaching them and being there, that's, that's a connection. That's, that's a, a, a connection dog that, that where that is. So, and, and, and maybe, so you, have both yeah so you know what that's like yeah i'm yeah. just saying i'm leaving room right because i don't have both right what bothers me what i'm what i'm what i'm saying bothers me are those who assume that yes. what i have is lower and most people who assume that don't have both i see what you mean See what I'm saying? I got you. I got if you. You talk to somebody who has both. I guarantee you, they say the same thing I'm telling you. Yep. Like it's way beyond. I this feel what biological you're saying. thing, the shit that they talk. Because about. everybody who says it, yeah, don't have both. Exactly. You're right. Okay. Exactly. So you're right. So there are these expectations that yes. we have of our children. Yep. Of children. And there are these connections that we have with them that cause us to act in certain ways. Yes. And my question is, <laughs> and some of them aren't always in the best interest of the child. Absolutely. They're not. in the best interest of us. They make us feel better as the parents right. to protect. Right. It makes us feel like we're protecting them. Right. When we could actually be doing some harm. Be doing some harm. Yeah. So what is... How does a parent, in going through that process, understand what those, what those expectations are and then look to try to do something different so that they can potentially have a different kind of relationship with their child? Yeah, it, it's, as we talked about, dog, it's tough because, you know, and again, it varies. There are no, like we said, it's not math. 
You know what I'm saying? It's not one plus it's one. It's logic. Because it's all, <laughs> it all varies, dog. In how you came up, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that you don't want, you know, going in, you look at this little thing and you are like, I, the, the, what I sort of, and back in those days, what I saw as damage that was, that was done to me, I don't want them to experience that level of struggle, pain, and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So you do all these, you build up all these walls and you do make it as easy for them as you can and smooth. You want to give them everything because you feel like that this perfect little person deserves it, right? But then as you get older, you start to reflect on your own life and understand that the shit that you went through made you better on some level, on most levels, right? Mm-hmm. At some point. So, so then it becomes, damn, should I insert discomfort into their lives or should I just help them understand that, that there's shit that you need to do in a different way, right? And what we said, what we talked about earlier was that discomfort seems to be the only way. Like the level of discomfort is what creates the thing that makes you prepared to deal with discomfort. There's no other way to deal with discomfort other than to feel it. Like, and, and how else do you how else do you deal with death other than just something dying? Right, right, and the discomfort of that. Yeah, right. You can't like death is uncomfortable. Anything metaphorically or physically to deal with as a person to dealing with it. It's uncomfortable. If you want to get rid of this thing in your life and you got to kill it, that shit is going to be uncomfortable. If you have a relationship with this person and they're gone all of a sudden, it's uncomfortable. But there's the other side of that, right? That discomfort leads you to a place that you're not going to get through to unless you feel that discomfort. And that's the, that's the shortcoming we do with these kids. We try to avoid that discomfort because we don't want to see them suffer. Or we think that it looks bad on us if they're suffering. Mm-hmm. Or struggling, or whatever the case is. It's a tough proposition, man. To and, and I think that's where some of like the whole rituals of like rites of passage and that's you know some of these reason, other things. It, that's right. They had it all had purpose. Yep. And I don't know how, it's like, the bird, the mama bird kicks the goddamn baby bird out the nest. Yeah. It doesn't ask it if it's ready. Nope. And it doesn't even know if it's ready. It doesn't even know. It just knows it's going to be, it's been, it's been six weeks. And just watch that motherfucker, and they might go all the way down to the ground and just keep going. Yeah. But a lot of this shit is on the job training. And again, dog, that's a hell of a metaphor because the baby bird doesn't understand how to really get those wings strong unless it's in the air. It can't do that sitting in the nest. It can't stretch the wings out and get that air and catch that air and know what that feels like to be able to save yourself unless it's in the air, dog. So, we got a kid at the crib. <laughs> and, let, and let's get some, let's get some, let's clear some terms up. We ain't talking about, because you came to my house one time and you was like a 10-year-old. <laughs> you was like, you still, you still ain't got no job? You was like, you still... <laughs> Life, life got a 10-year-old son, <laughs> and the first time I met him, I asked him how old he was, and I was like, you still here? <laughs> so let's, let's define some terms, though. We're talking kids that are, <laughs> like, of a certain age, like that right to pass. And you know what, dog? I'm going to let you answer that shit, but it's amazing, dog, and, and incredible and speaks to a spiritual something that even all those years ago, these cats knew what it meant to move, to transition from a child to a, a young man and how, 
critical that was and crucial that was to not only that individual, but their society at large. Yeah. That's crazy. The tribe, they... There were no instructions. <clears throat> they didn't have, somebody did it first. And I think it really, when we talk about like this man and boy thing, I think the most, the most basic is of it is kind of like you're self-sustaining. Yeah. Are you self-sustaining? Yeah. Yep. And the reality is maybe some grown motherfuckers who, like, we're self-sustaining in the construct of modern-day shit. Right. If all of this modern-day shit went away, yep. I ain't self-sustaining. Not at all. I can't go build a goddamn house. Nope. I can't start a fire. Nope. I can't plant no motherfucking food. I can't plant food. I can't do none of that. I couldn't kill a chicken and eat it. So is that self-sustaining? So for the for the environment that we are in, we are self-sustaining, right? To the de- whatever to, to the degree, right? Right. And I, so I guess when we're looking at you know transition transitioning from boy from boyhood to manhood, it's it's that it's that moment where the boy can then become self-sustaining, can be a contributing member to society because it's not. Self, taking care of yourself is just a part of yes. being a man. That's right. You also have to be able to take care and contribute to a larger community. Well, yes, but let's let's expand that shit to being a person, because there's women who have to go through that shit too. But that so that's a different thing. For it's the different, woman. but it's a, it's it's, it's a it's, it's a, a different thing. process. Exactly, exactly. But, but I'm just saying, it is a process. The concept is the same. Exactly. The terms are different. Exactly. But let me ask you this, dog. And this shit just occurred to me. So we saying that in our environment, we are self-sustaining. Do you think that in their environment, they are self-sustaining? Who's they? If your kid is 22, about, <laughs> you got like, at the age, at the age. We will say 12, but it should happen at what, 15, 16? What? Some level of, of, of measurement about how self-sustaining they Let's say 20, are. dog. But that's way too late, man. The twenty-year-old and you still gotta ask if they can, if they're self-sustaining, dog. It's too late. So you screwed. So I think it's gonna vary. But what I'm so. We, well, my question was though. Oh my bad. Go ahead. So my question is, do you think that for their environment, they're self-sustaining, like they know how to? How what to, is self-sustaining? For their environment, right? We set them up that they don't have to do shit, but go to school, bring their ass home, and chill. So for that environment, and yes, eat, they're self sustaining. Go on the refrigerator and eat, put something in the microwave, and eat. So a quadriplegic <laughs> in his environment, when people bring him food and stick it in his goddamn mouth, he's self. So there's a key word though. Self. Self. That's right. But what does that mean? If, if you're paying the bills, if you're providing sustenance, right? There's, I don't see how self-sustaining. I, I agree. Is in there. I so, agree. But so in that, by that logic, it's a grown-ass man. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm with now. That. No. Here's the thing, though. Too ability, and actually doing it are a couple of different things. Some Explain. people, some people are going through a transition, right? You go True. through, you going through a divorce and you got to take a couple steps back and True. you might be living somewhere and you True. might be building some shit. Clean. You might need a little bit of time. Clean. Might just Absolutely. got out the joint. I just got you trying joint. to do a part two to your life. Clean. So I'm saying that. Do you have the ability? Mm. If mama and daddy disappeared, mm. do you have the skill set and problem solving abilities to take care of yourself? Now take care and also, I guess there's levels. Because there is the basic take care of yourself. Yeah, basic. And then there's thriving. Basic. Those are two different things. Because so so taking so it's a process, right? Okay. So so a lot of for, for a lot of them. They supposed to struggle. They supposed to bump their heads. They supposed to make some mistakes. Right. Yeah. Right. If you 
if, if you just get out there, bro, and you just start out for two weeks and all you can eat is ramen noodles, don't call me. Don't call me for <laughs> shit. This is what the process looks like, man. Dog, that. Do you, if you, do you know how, how motherfucking motivated you gonna be to want to save some money? Do you, do you know how much you learn about solving problems when all you got is $20 to last you two weeks and you know you can't go nowhere else? That's clean. And you ain't got nowhere else to go. It, you figure it out. Right. These right. kids are not being put in positions to figure it out. All they got, all they got is $100 to last them three days. Yeah. And they, yup. And they put more money. They just, yup. Cash apping niggas. They make it as. Venmoing. Yeah. Uber eating. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you don't, see. See, they think, and, and dog, let, let's, let's be clean. They think that that's helping. Their intention is to be, a, be, to assist their child. They don't view that as doing damage. They think that they sometimes you just need a little help to, t- you know, just a little bit of, let me just give you a little of this, and then I'm gonna back off and let you do your thing. And if you get stuck, I'm gonna help you a little more. It's just a little bit of, that's sort of where it comes from, right? So I don't want to make it seem like these parents are, you know what I'm saying, are not, in their mind, that's where they are. And that's where the death comes in. Yes. Because you got to let go of that expectation. That's right. That's right. You just have to let go. That's right. In the same way, like this little kid, this, 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 this image of this, of this, like, because we all got these images, bro. Like, because one of the things you got, one of the things that dies when you get a divorce is this, is this title and identity of husband. Yeah. Of, you know, like living in a home and having your wife and having your kids. That's a story. That's yeah. an identity. Yep. And you can, and a lot of your actions and motivations can be attached to that title, right. that when you die, now you can still do, you can still perform the same functions yeah. outside of it. You're still yeah. going to take care of your kids, yeah. right? You're still going to be there and support and nurture yeah. and love and yeah. take care of your ex and all yeah. of that. Yeah. But the title of husband, yeah. so you, you, you've got you've to gotta kill that yeah. to do this other thing. This image that we have, like when you're a little, like, all parents, when they look at their kids, when they six months, two months, three months, they have these imaginings. I ain't never heard of a motherfucker look at their two-month-old child and be like, that nigga gonna work at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> He's on, he gonna be bagging <laughs> gonna, and getting the carts from the parking lot. Paper or plastic peat. At 30. No, that's not, that's not. That's right. Or he gonna be a waiter at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Or he gonna be a mechanic. Yeah. This ain't what we tell ourselves when we see him in the cr- crib yeah. and they kissing us on the nose and talking yeah. about how much they, oh, whoa, whoa. They be like, yeah. oh, he's just, he's going to be the next yeah. greatest motherfucker on the planet. Yep. Most people are birthing average niggas. Yeah, but it used to be, like if you was a mechanic, you looked at your kid and you looking at Jones and Sons. You're not he looking gonna, at he gonna take over. He gonna take he over. Gonna run. He gonna run. Right. But but even that is he gonna be better. Even that is an is an identity that you attach to. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. An outcome. Yeah. An expectation. Yeah. Most of the stuff that we're looking at with these kids are expectations. That's right. And these are things that we, as the adult, as the parent, are projecting onto the child. Yeah. That child might want to be something totally different in yeah. most cases they're going to want to be something different yeah yeah and what that something different is going to look like and going to require is something very different than the image that the parent has in the head of their child so in that with that logic dog what if they don't want to be really they just want to work at Harris Teeter. that's it you good with that i'm good with it i ain't good with that maybe it's expectations you're right but I, I can't rest in, like, 
is your son happy? I don't give a fuck if he's happy. That's clean. I give a fuck if he's happy. Let me, let me. But I think, like, part of what I want to prepare him, them for, is, and I tell them this all the time, is to try your best at something. I don't care what it is. Try to at least put a, a wholehearted effort at something. At least, the minimum. At the maximum, be good at something. I don't care what it is. So let's say they do that. That's Harris Teeter. For them. That's cool. So, so here's what, so you have an attachment. You, yes. you think that A plus B equals C in yes. that scenario. Yes. He works his motherfucking ass off. Right. At something. Yeah. Whatever that might be. Yeah. And then the outcome of that is going to be something different than motherfucking Harris Teeter. Nobody wants to believe they kid gonna work at Harris Teeter, bro. <laughs> shout out to Harris Teeter. How, shout out to Harris Teeter. Ain't nothing wrong with working at, at six Harris months Teeter. old. Right. Nobody does. Right. Right. He gonna work at Harris Teeter. But here's a part, because here's what's gonna happen. He look like a little kid. Here's what happens, dog. They don't buy him like the little vest that they. <laughs> Listen. Here's what the fuck happens. Carts they can stack up. <laughs> like you look at football. that nigga at seventeen. You be like. This nigga has Harris Teeter work ethic. <laughs> you can just look at him and tell. Like, he's been alive right. long enough. Right. You see how right. he solves problems. Right. You see right. how much you done baby to coddle him and shit. Right. And right. you see how he, you know, like dodges responsibility and yeah. all of this. And yeah. you know yeah. that this is yeah. Harris Teeter caliber performance. And I wonder do you do some people look at their kids at that age and say, this motherfucker just ain't smart. Yes. So what do you do? What do you do? You continue to coddle. So this is what happened because you be like, you don't make the adjustment to be like. Well, what is the adjustment? Let me get him a trade. What? Or something. He, he gotta want that. He gotta learn how to cut hair. He gotta want that. What so okay, okay. Let's say cut hair. Let's say cut hair. He go rent a booth somewhere and he cut hair. Cause here's the thing we got. Go on your own this. Go on your own that. It's cool if he own this and that a third. Most niggas ain't owning. They own nothing, right? But, but this is what we projecting onto the kids. So listen, dude want motherfucking cut hair. Did you envision your son cutting hair? Was this, was this your dreams as the daddy when he was two months old? Listen, when he was three months old? First of all, nothing wrong with cutting hair. Though. Nothing if, at all. If, if that's where you want to be, like if you say that I love cutting hair, I love, I want to own my own shop. See, cool. It always gotta this this we gotta we, we gotta be honest, bro. We gotta be honest. We gotta be honest. <laughs> we gotta be motherfucking one hundred percent clean. Every time we add these shits, we talking about you gotta own. You know what it takes to own your own shit? These niggas aren't built for that. Who? These kids. You don't think so? No, bro. I think they built more built for it than we were. While we continue to coddle. If they built for more than what we were, let's start treating them like we was treated. You think we can treat them like we were treated? Yeah. We talked about how we learned to swim, dog. I couldn't. Yeah, you could. You could. There are multiple forms. Life and I were talking before. <laughs> and I said, dude, I learned how to swim by getting thrown in the goddamn pool in the deep end, 10 feet. And guess what this motherfucker said? Me too, me dog. Too. I swam to the edge. They picked my ass up and threw me back in. Yep. That's how we learned how to swim. Yep. We didn't go to a class. Nope. We didn't have them fucking uh, uh, inflatable joints, floaties, whatever them shits is called. Nope. We didn't have goggles. If we, if we did, we were sharing them between motherfuckers. They was dirty and... <laughs> Bacteria infested snot. and all snot, yeah. booger shit. This is how we learn. Niggas peeing in the pool, yeah. still swimming. Yeah. This is how we learned how to swim. Yep. We, yep. We're cool. Was yep. that traumatic? I don't even know if it is, bro. I don't even rem I remember being scared, but yeah. you know what I remember? Yeah. How good it felt to, I remember how good it felt to, 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 to 
come up and stay up and yeah. still swim. Yeah. I remember that just as much as I remember yeah. how to fucking yeah. going down yeah, and being thrown into the pool. That's right. I remember the panic, right? And but I also remember uh, the I gotta get my ass through the top of this water. Yes. I don't. I gotta get there, and then I gotta get to the edge of this pool. And the first time, the first couple times, it was panic. But then after that, when I got it, like those, when you gotta get it, those are the times when you start to, all right, it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be, but I don't like it, but I'm gonna figure this out. Because I I don't have a choice. But that's what I remember. And then I remember the, like, feeling good about now I can swim. Yeah. And you couldn't, you couldn't stay out of the pool. Exactly. Because here's, here's what my, the way my story, the way my mother tells the story is, you were infatuated with water. Wow. We had just moved into this apartment complex, and your daddy came in town to visit, and I was telling him about how you wouldn't get by this water, and he said, if this motherfucker don't know how to swim, <laughs> he gonna go over here, fuck around, yeah. and fall in this pool, yeah. and drown. And drown. That's and right. drown. Go throw his little ass in there while I'm there, yeah. and observe and 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 and, and, and monitor him yeah. throwing yeah. in. Yeah. And he was like, because he got to learn how to swim. Yeah. We he got to learn how to swim. Yeah. You live in an apartment building with a goddamn swimming pool. <laughs> clean. She was like, no, 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 go do it. He was like, my son, he going in the goddamn pool. Yeah. So that's how I learned how to swim. Yep. Now, I can't tell you if that's the right way. I can't tell you if that's the wrong way. What I can tell you, though, is a lot of how our parents dealt with us and managed were, were, were encounters of discomfort and overcoming fear. That's right. So that we, they knew we had to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Seven, eight years old, staying yep. at home. Yep. Don't open that door. That's don't right. turn on the stove. That's right. And don't leave the house. That's right. I remember, dog, my mom, like, going to school, dog, third grade, I was catching two buses. Yes. And, and that's eight years old. Eight years old. And I remember the first time my mom, because my mom would walk me to the bus stop initially, mm-hmm. right? But she would stand back while I stood at the bus stop. And, and when the bus came, you, I'm getting on a bus with grown-ass people. And when the bus came, I looked back at her. She said, go ahead, go, get on the bus. And I had to get on the bus. I had to pull out my little token, put that motherfucker in there, get a transfer, remember to get a transfer, and then walk, you know what I'm saying, sit my ass, and the bus driver would, would sit me right behind him. Mm-hmm. And I would sit there behind him, and we, you know, he'd make sure I got all... Yep. For the first couple times. Yep. But then after that, you didn't even need he didn't need to tell you when you got off. No That's how now, now if you saw an eight-year-old on the bus, the mama literally ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even imagine with me seeing an eight-year-old walk down the street, dog. Alone. Like what that would even look like. And how I would be like, what the fuck? Why is this kid walking around? There are these expectations that we have that we need to let go of. What we want our kids to be ain't what they want to be. And it certainly isn't what we're preparing them to be. Owning your own business is hard, bro. Managing paperwork, even going and getting the licenses and going through all of the insurance and banking accounts and getting payroll where it fixed out and getting an accountant to manage that you're paying your taxes on time. All that shit, bro, that requires effort. Yeah. And you got motherfuckers who don't even want to manage their own calendar. That's right. You got people, you ask yourself, wait, what you got going on that? I got to ask my dad. I got to ask my mama. Yeah. And this motherfucker's going to own his own company? <laughs> but, but, dog, there is, a, there is a starting point and then there is an ending point. So, so, the, so it got to start somewhere. It starts with them. Yes. Wanting it. Yes. And, and it starts with us giving them, putting them in a position to demonstrate how much they want it. Yeah. I and, don't, and to give them the discomfort that they know how to come out of. And the shit sound, the shit is easier. So when you in a marriage and that marriage ends, and I know we're going back and forth between kids and motherfucking men, I, I think they're 
maybe maybe they're the same thing, maybe they're not. But you're forced into that discomfort. Yeah. So you have to deal with it. Yep. You have to reconcile between what you wanted versus what's actually happening. Right. Most of us are being forced to deal with death. Yeah. Very few of us are choosing it. Yep. We're forced to deal with our moms going. Yep. If we had to choose, we want her here. Forever. We want them here. Forever. Yeah. So we've got thrown in that pool. We've thrown in that pool, dog. Thrown in the pool. And all you can either sink to the bottom or you can look up and be like, I need to get there. And what does that look like? I don't know. I don't know, man. But I know a lot of parents, especially our age with 20, 21, 22-year-olds, they're struggling with things, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's this concept that we have of just Our expectations of our kids is different than what, and, and, and I don't even know if that's expectations necessarily is a bad thing because you should always want more. But what does more mean? Like, right. we don't even want more for ourselves. That's and, and like, how can the parent, how can the parent create a standard for a child that the parent themselves aren't even measuring themselves by? If you working at you working at the IRS, nigga, you dreamed of that when you was a kid. When you was a kid, you're like, oh, I want to work at the IRS. I want to motherfucking sell real estate. Cause a lot of this shit got to do with just are you some of this shit. A lot of this shit has to do with what looks good, what's mm. appealing to the social status. Mm. That's heavy. So that's what most of it is about. It that's ain't heavy. even because if you pushing your kid to be happy, let's say your kid is happy as a motherfucking clown. Right. Working at Harris Teeter. Right. And that is enough time that gives him enough whatever it is that he wants to do in order to make his music or maybe do whatever it is that he wants to do to build something with his people or, or with his with his crew of folks because right. they like making music and them motherfuckers are as happy as they ever want to be. Right yeah. now. I'm cool with that son. Right. But you can't be in my motherfucking house. <laughs> with that setup. You know, you know what's funny, dog? You're right. And then because that's not the story we want to tell our friends. No, nah, we don't, we want, don't to want to tell our friends, oh, how's so and so doing? Oh, he worked. He just out. picked up an extra shift at, 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 at motherfucker. We're going to talk about Harris Teeter. Shout out. Shout out to Harris Teeter. He just Teter, picked man. up another, he's got another shift at Harris Teeter. He's yeah. doing good. Yeah, he's uh, chilling. The with nigga happy as a motherfucker. That's never brought Joy. into the equation. Right. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be happier. Right. Right. We're making twenty dollars an hour at motherfucking his stress free at Harris Teeter doing his thing, uh -huh. living and creating, might even be volunteering somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. ain't good enough. Nah, we don't want to tell that story. We would love telling the motherfucker that he a doctor and he working his ass off and yeah. stressed out and yeah. with a woman who treating him like shit and cheating on him and taking all his goddamn money. But guess what? He a doctor, right? Like these are metrics that we're using to create standards for our children that we didn't create because maybe because we want to, we want to keep the kid at the house waiting for that, that to turn that corner. Yeah. What corner? Yeah. This you, it is what it is. He about to go from what? <laughs> they, I don't understand. But, but we got, but this ain't about us. It's, it's about our expectation and yeah. the discomfort that we feel yeah. and just coming to terms with the reality. Yeah. And we, I mean, yeah, dog, there's a, there's a, and you're right. Coming to terms with the reality because there's an expectation that you want your kid to be better in a better position, uh, education wise, career-wise, uh, economic, and status than you were. But who told us that that exactly. is it? Exactly. It don't. Because it's not even, dude, 
But that, I mean, that's the reality of it. But yeah, you're right. It don't, it don't. We're not even doing it for ourselves. Right. And the, the parents, because we know how hard that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hard. Yeah. That's now crazy. we got a whole, we got the standard set. Now we get, now we put on the kid a higher, a high standard that we're not even holding ourselves to. Yep. Yep. That's not fair. Nah. Nah. Nah, and it, dog, it's, 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 it's layered because on some level, yeah, you might have a kid that you know, like you know these kids and you feel like you know they're that much day. about that um, die. All right. Where, where are we? What time? Oh, no, let's keep going, though. All right. Um, and you know that the dangers were potential dogs. And you know they their potential is greater than where they are. Maybe even where you were. Dude, so is ours. That's true. That's, that's all clean. <laughs> so is ours. That's clean. That's clean. That's clean. We ain't all that energy we pushing into trying to get a kid to do some shit to, to go to their higher self and elevate. We could be doing that for ourselves. And that's actually a better use of the energy. And ultimately, it's, making, it's, it's, it's providing them a real life example of what that motherfucking elevation look like. But we see that as sacrifice. Like I'm going to sacrifice my own. <laughs> we call it sacrifice, but yeah. really, we scared. Right. We, 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 we. <laughs> We That's scared. Clean. That's clean, dog. That's clean. Motherfucker been talking about opening his own motherfucking lawn care business for 15 years and ain't done it. Now you telling me there's more in me? Right. Nigga, it's more in you, dad. Can you, you imagine know, that? And you know what's funny? They see that shit. Yeah, they do. They see, they see you say blah, 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 better and doing try harder and blah. But they see you chilling or see you not reaching... They see the fuckery that you do, and they like, what the fuck you talking about? How dare you? You know, it's the age where they get that shit. They see, it's built, because you've been that way their whole life. Yep. You've been mediocre. The parent has been mediocre <laughs> the whole motherfucking child's life, and then when the child gets to a certain point, yeah. now you want to dictate greatness. Yeah, you right. Now you want to dictate greatness? Motherfucker, I'm about to go fill out an application to Harris Teeter. Right. I'm good. I got my carts. I done went to cart class. Shout out to Harris Teeter, man. Everybody that work at Harris Teeter, man, they good people. Love Harris Teeter. I ain't never been in there, though. You ain't never been there? <laughs> <laughs> you love you ain't never been in there. I feel like they do a That's good job store, of marketing. Dog. That's my store, dog, Harris Teeter. Shout out to Harris Teeter. That's crazy, man. And everybody, and I get it. The motherfucking parents who are listening to this, they know you don't get it because you right. ain't got no kids. And you're yep, right, I don't. Because here's the reality. What's true is motherfucking true. That's right. What's true is motherfucking true. That's right. If you are a parent. That's right. And you are living your, and you watching this, and you're living your true dream. Then yeah, you have given your kid the motherfucking example and blueprint of what living your dream and going after your dream and sacrificing look like. So yeah, you can set that stage and expect. But if you have just, if you, if you've taken your dream mm. and put that motherfucking shit to the backside, now you're gonna say you did that because you got pregnant. The reason don't matter. Right. The reality is you where you at right now. Yeah. You struggling. Yeah. You trying to figure it out. Yeah. You might not have the most happiness in your life or whatever. Yeah. And so if that's you going to your child trying to get them to do some shit that you ain't willing to do. And because here's the thing, too. They still in your house. <laughs> <laughs> and, and dog, when you when you said dog, that hit home for me, when you said they see that shit, because I've had conversation, you know, try to be like, look, man, nobody. We ain't none of us perfect. We're all trying to be better people, whatever that looks like. But, dog, you can't, you can't levy on them expectations of consistency, of commitment, of quote-unquote greatness, if you're not providing that example, dog. 
not you can't you could, but it ain't gonna be It's hypocritical. Yeah, at the least. And at the most it's virtually impossible. Cause they don't have an example of it. They don't. They don't. They see you at the house chilling, eating, you know, ice cream sandwiches, but you expect them to be out there working out at six AM. Yeah. Yeah. They hear you they hear you on the phone telling somebody a lie right. about why you can't connect with them or why you didn't go to this meeting or whatever. Or whatever the case may be. They right. hear you, they hear you bullshit. Right. And then you go try to tell them about how bullshitting and not owning your responsibilities and, and, and how telling the truth is important. Yep. It just don't, it don't work. I mean, it worked, but it don't work well because it happened all the time. You're right. This shit ain't right. It worked, but it ain't right. It worked, <laughs> but it, yep. You're right. That's, that's real, man. That's real. And that's, a, that's the word of the, I don't know what the word is, man. Kick your kids out early. Uh, you can't levy on them something that you ain't doing or you shouldn't levy nothing on them at all and just let them exist how they exist. The, the, they kick their ass out and the, let them fly how they fly. The way you, my, my, um, I had an old school cousin. He's like, man, the way you go into something is the way you go out of it. Because mm. we, we, we create standards going into certain situations. And then you can always change. There's always an opportunity to do something different. Yep. But you also have to understand that the amount of time that, you, that it took for something to get to a certain point it's going to take some time for it to shift. Yep. And so implementing a plan can be helpful, but there's always going to be a reason to keep pushing the shit and pushing the shit and pushing the shit. Yeah. The reality is it got to die. Yeah. It has to die. Yeah. And the sooner it dies, the sooner the new thing can grow and live. Right. But the other t piece has to die first. Yeah. The old ways of thinking, the old ways of responding and managing and doing, you know, this kind of stuff or whatever, you know, if your kid, like, we're, we're keeping the kids in the house to your point because we're expecting them to turn into like Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> like this corner. <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're not uh, <laughs> like like he gonna write his I have a dream speech the, when he get done with Grand Theft Auto. Right. That's in not the, how it works. In the basement. He Man. gonna right, he gonna have a he gonna have an aha moment and uh create the next Facebook sitting in the basement right after, you know. Ain't gonna happen, dog. Right after uh Madden. <sighs> That's crazy, man. But it starts somewhere, dog. It starts somewhere. It starts with you. Because once you start to, once we, fuck that, once I start to understand the fuckery about me, then I could better show what the fuck that really looks like, dog. Because all this shit in our kids is in us. That's all, all of the shit that is in our kids is in us. That's the intro for the whole joint right there, dog. It's a reflection, like everything else. The best thing you can do for your kids, fucking change your shit. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. And really, that's the only thing you need to do. That's it. Because again, when you looked at him, Two years old, two two months old. Yeah. Most people are average, dog. Yeah. At best. Clean. Yeah. Most people, most people are mediocre. <laughs> That's the definition of mediocre, just average. No, I thought so, mediocre is below average. A little bit, but I mean, it's so, in the average. So, so, right, so. Right, it's in there. And then and at, average. That's it, most. Yeah. You're right, mediocre is average. Exactly. You're right, I got exactly. what you mean. I got what you mean. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a range, it's a spectrum of 
you know, you can be above average, but you're still average. And then you can be mediocre when you're a little below average. But the greatness and the worst sits at the ends of those things. And those expectations. And it's okay to be average. Ain't nothing Ooh. wrong with being just a, ain't nothing wrong with just being. You ain't, I mean, happy. what's the metric? Yeah. Can you take care of yourself? Are you happy? Yeah. 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 Are you helping others? Yeah. To me, dog, that's the motherfucking metric. Yep. That's the keys to the lock. Yep. I don't give a fuck, man, how much money you make. Yeah. I don't care what your desire to, to educate and expand and all of that motherfucking shit. Are you working to reduce harm in your life and in other motherfuckers' lives? Yeah. That's all that motherfucking matters to me. Yep. That's all that matters to me. And are you happy? Yeah. You have peace. You have purpose. All that kind of shit. And you could be figuring all of that kind of stuff out. But you making a million dollars a year and being miserable is not a sign of success to me. So where does so just to put a bow on this shit, dog, where does the kicking the motherfuckers out of the nest fit in with that? Is that just to get them to spread their wings and figure out what makes them happy and navigate that shit and wherever they land, that's where they land? That's wherever they land. Or is it to them to be the best them that they could be? So I am assuming that people have been trying all kind of shit with their kids. Right. And they kids have demonstrated very little, if any, motherfucking aptitude for certain things. Gumption. My father's favorite word was gumption. And so, <laughs> you've tried. Yeah. Maybe to a fault. Yeah. Apologize for yeah. the fault. Yeah. And then just be like, okay, wherever you land is yeah. where you land. But you got to land. You, so you can't stay here. So you're saying the, 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 that's a last resort. It's the last After resort. After you tried everything else. Yeah. All right, that's a clear distinction, dog. Yes. I ain't yes. saying you just bounce out on them. But, but like you've tried. Like you, you got people filling out paperwork for their kids, job applications. You got motherfuckers going on job interviews with kids. You got, you got parents doing some of the craziest shit. Yeah. You got parents using, using college as a form of babysitting yeah. for their kids. You, yeah. got, you got parents pushing their kids into master's programs because they know that they kid yeah. can't make it in the real world. Right. And you, and you filled out the application for them to get their master's program. You called the schools. You got them enrolled. Yeah. Your kids ain't showing no motherfucking, uh, uh, um, use your term, use Pop's term, gumptions for nothing. Yeah. And you doing all of that shit. Yep. Yeah. See how they, see how they move when yeah. you stop. Yep. Yeah, and that's your, that's your measure right there. That's and your then, measure. And then let them figure it out. Yep. And if they don't, they don't. You got six months. You've been living this one. I don't believe in motherfucking kids living rent free, nowhere rent free, dog. I'm believing that shit. What do you mean? You saying kids though? You talk about grown, grown like adult, okay. like like adults. If you Adult are children. working, bro. Okay. Listen, to what I'm saying. Right. I don't give a fuck how old you are. <laughs> if you're working, you could be right. 15. Right. If you got a job. Right. You got to kick into the crib. You got to contribute. That's right. You I don't give a fuck in. how old you are. You got to kick in. You got to get into the habit of contributing. And understanding what that looks and feels like. Yep. Yep. Now I'm not doing it because I need the money. I'm trying to teach a goddamn lesson. That's right. I might take the money that you motherfucking give me and put it into an interest-bearing account somewhere yep. Yep. and give it to you and maybe use it as some more other shit. Maybe use it to pay it back to you when you come to me and yep. need to borrow some money from some shit. Yep. Nigga, it's your money. Yeah. I've been keeping it. Yeah, for sure. I might do something like that, but whatever yeah. it is, you gotta understand what it's like to give back, to kick to in. support. Yeah, that joint. Kick in. To support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and that's no matter the age. That's right. Man, when I was 15, I was kicking in. Gotta kick in. Gotta kick in. Gotta kick in. I knew, I didn't like how that felt though. Nah, I didn't. But. I didn't, but I had to. Had to. I ain't no choice. I remember my first summer job, shout out to DC summer job, 14, 15, somewhere in there. That $200 check I was getting every two weeks. Kick in. Kick in. You got to kick, kick in. Got to kick something. You can get some shoes, but you got to kick something. You got to kick too. something in. Yeah. 
And we can talk about like setting discipline and structure for what you do with your money. Right. But after a while, I have to start loosening the reins That's right. to see what you do with the money once I ain't there. We're right. going to create a structure. Yeah. We're going to create a framework. Then I'll start peeling back and yeah. see how you do it. At some point yeah. in time, you, it's going to be your own money anyway. Yep. 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 And if I got to keep restraining you, dog, you just waiting for the moment where I don't restrain yeah. you more than hit the strip club. Now you get a hundred and you got motherfuckers, their kids buy $120 worth of shit and then I'll get a $120 paycheck. They spend $130 and then they want to borrow some money until they get paid. <laughs> yep. You will never get a dollar from me. <laughs> Ain't you working? Ain't you working? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you overspent. Yeah. Kick them out, man. Kick them out figuratively and literally if you need to. Make them fly. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, appreciate you too, dog. I, I, I feel like the conversation was kind of in a couple of different places, but it, it connects. Yeah, we try. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and real talk, there are things that are happening in my personal life that I'm sharing that are just trickling, and because they're not about me personally, right. I would share the shit if it was about me, but right. it's hard coming into this space at times. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm having difficulty figuring out how to lead that motherfucking energy at the door. Dog, and that's part of it, dog. That's what we're here for. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying? We working through it however we need to work through it, dog. This is just, dog, we are documenting great shit here, dog. Good conversations, great conversations that we can look back on one day and be like, I remember I was in that space. Yeah. And see where you, you know, where you, where we all end up. Mm -hmm. All of us. Ex, you know, extended family, et cetera, all of us, dog. Kids, all that shit. And I appreciate the time. Yes, sir. You know. Yes, sir. Kick game proper. We got a shout out. Yeah. We got a shout out. Man, always, man. Come on. The, uh, let's see what, we, on, what we looking like. Come on, dog. Kick game proper. Say kick game proper. Always. All right, much love, right. bro. Till yes, next sir. time. Yeah, Yo, you know it. Peace out. Peace.